Hurry, hurry, hurry down to Paramnesia Theater. Gather round as four friends share, rewatch, and possibly ruin favorite films from their childhoods. Be sure to come early and get a good parking spot because there's always a good show at the drive-in. Now that'll be $5 a ticket, please. Welcome to Paramnesia Theater. I am your host, Tim, and with me are my co-hosts, Riley. Hey, everybody. Rebecca. Hey. And Anna. Hello there. Today, we are going to watch The Muppets Family Christmas. The Muppet Family Christmas came out in 1987. It was nominated for a Primetime Emmy in 1988, and it was the winner of the Writer Guild of America USA Award in 1989. Uh, The plot. When Fozzie Bear's mother plans a vacation to Malibu, she gets an unexpected surprise from her son, Kermit the Frog, the great Gonzo, and the rest of the Muppet Show crew who are going to spend Christmas at her place. The only one missing was Miss Piggy, who unwillingly gets stuck in a severe snowstorm. They are later joined by Big Bird, Bert, Ernie, the Count, and the Sesame Street crew, and the Fraggle Rock gang to have a Christmas extravaganza with one another. And the reason I feel totally comfortable reading that entire summary it's because it lays out so well, you're just not going to forget I said it until it's actually happening. Did Did you just tell me that there's a Muppets, Fraggle Rock, Sesame Street crossover in this whole thing? Yeah. They're that is the whole... Because they're all Jim Henson. The Sesame Street? I ain't never seen Big Bird and the Muppets. They cross over sometimes, I think. Sometimes you see, like, I think you might see one or another but like i don't think i don't know if it's usually like the entire gang big birds not necessarily the one that i would think but like the the smaller characters i think i don't know when they do muppet movies it's always just the muppets they never have sesame street hanging out but i guess this christmas movie they do yeah and fraggle rock fraggle rock was cool more musical based was that late 80s around the time that the Fraggle Rock show was hitting really big? Because there was a Fraggle Rock show for a while. Yeah, had to be. I th- I'm assuming it's right on. So I'm assuming this is kind of like a jump off to like get everything spinning together or Not something, sure. or maybe try to push it. So an interesting thing that I found while looking this up was that it was pretty much just only made for TV. It is like near impossible. You cannot find this anywhere, which I did not realize. Until I went to try and look for it. I think I found a, like a DVD on eBay or something for, uh, I think it was like $80 or something. Oh wild. my God. Did you, you um, didn't buy it, did you? No. Oh God. No, no. So you can't find this movie, which is uh, which is pretty wild. And then as as it's been like replayed and replayed, there's a list and it goes through and it it, it, it tells you what they've been like dropping out of it every time. So it's oh, like, shit. there used to be this song. Uh, Fozzie Bear used to play this piano part. And that was taken out. This one song that Miss Piggy did was taken out. And it's slowly mostly like songs, like these dramatic turning point songs that have just been taken out. There's like, I think there's probably at least like 10 different points that are just scenes that are just not in the movie anymore. One of them was a really good joke and interaction between uh, a Fozzie Bear and a snowman. They just took that whole part out. And it's kind of important because it links back in later on in the movie. So now you just got the snowman apparently coming out of nowhere and you don't know why. And you're just like, okay. But like, it's a huge beginning plot point so that was really interesting was like as it's it's beginning so if you see it today on public tv there's or whatever there's a strong chance that you're just going to see like a much shorter version than what is actually existing and a much more confusing version it sounds like potentially potentially for sure so how are we supposed to watch it if we can't find it so christmas time 1988 my twin brother and i are born in august of 1988 and that christmas our first christmas my parents record onto a vhs tape a muppet family christmas which had just come out the year before so on this vhs tape we also have all of the original commercials 
from 1988. So there are old Double Mint commercials, there's old M&M's commercials, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, just all these awesome, wholesome family commercials like you don't see anymore. Like it's really good stuff. So like we have watched this like every year forever like growing up i mean until like i graduated high school and like eventually moved out we all like did college and everything but for like so through the first 17 years of my life this was like a staple this happened every christmas and it was always this vhs tape so like yeah i can remember like all of it very easily like all the little jingles and stuff um so yeah it's it's a it's a kazovar family classic for sure i mean i think last year was the first year that we actually had the uh, nephews and nieces and everyone watch it together uh so that was pretty cool but yeah, so we should be watching the original VHS. Fuck yeah, man. That's um, so awesome. I can't wait. Let's hope that the uh, it, it's still going after 34 years of being a VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to watch a VHS tape. I don't know the last time I watched one. That's going to be the best part, honestly, just yeah. seeing those old commercials. That's how we always watched um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Was My family recorded it, so it had the um, Teddy Ruxpin commercials and all mm. that stuff and the Hess whatever truck it was that year oh yeah, yeah the I think it was like trucks. the semi-truck or the helicopter or something well so there's another muppet christmas movie out there that i just learned about mr willoughby's christmas tree there's also no, the there's muppet's like a... christmas carol well yeah but we all know that one right i watch that one every year it, it is i good. like that one it's my i think it's my favorite christmas carol i like anytime the muppets do a movie me too i like the mickey christmas carol it's version a, as well there's so. also it's a very merry muppet christmas movie oh yeah oh. there is isn't there mm-hmm. i don't know if i ever saw this original one okay now i'm seeing a muppet family christmas 1987 on dvd for 12.95 it doesn't have all the songs i'm wondering yeah maybe it's not the original edit the muppets do a lot of fourth wall breaking as well i but, love a good fourth wall yes. break I think it's easier to do maybe with like the puppets animated style, like having a outlandish character to break the fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not like a cartoon moose. <laughs> and there's he does the, it the whole time. The Muppet Christmas Carol as yeah, well. That one's fire. Wow. There's so many. There's way more than I thought. Well, the Muppets have been around what, like 50 years now. I know, but I just, I, I think I just always assumed this was it. There's only <laughs> one. Yeah. The one that Tim knows. <laughs> the one that I grew up on. Why would you make the same name and then add on to it? Like sequels. Why would you? <laughs> why would you take something that was successful and then continue to make it? It's wild. Yeah. But there's also like a cool cameo by uh, Jim Henson in the very last minute of it. Um, there's oh, only cool. one actual real person. His name is Doc, and he's renting the farmhouse from Fozzie's mom, which obviously becomes a very big issue when all of a sudden her son shows up and he's expecting to spend Christmas with all of his friends. Gonna need that space. Gonna need that space. Oh. Does he bring them all? Oh, with, yeah. With them? Yeah. And there's some classic comedic gifts for, you know, just certain, uh, like, the same problem that just keeps getting repeated, where you're just like, oh, man, that was funny. They should fix that but they never do so it just it just keeps getting funnier and funnier as people keep running into this problem the chef is in it he's crazy oh, nice. the chef is the best character he you can't understand a word he says but he has so much comedic timing <laughs> it's it's got all the classics it's just it's and then like, fraggle rock is huge there's this song it's a very it's like a key part like where the where kermit and his son have this bonding moment so does fraggle rock play christmas carols in this um, movie they Carol, I wouldn't say Christmas Carol because that um, it's not a traditional Christmas song that is sung. But could it rock like a classic Christmas song? Like Fraggle Rock, I remember being pretty fun. Um, 
if it was like a kids bop thing i don't think it would make it into like the adult it's not gonna be like a christmas classic it's not gonna be like a dominic okay. the donkey or that was the first that was one a bad I example with. that's your christmas classic is dominic one, the donkey always puts a smile on my face there's a lot that happens in this movie. It's I'm I'm really excited to share it with you, but specifically because like it's it's not just the movie, it's like the tape which uh it's like yeah, it's just very important, so I'm very excited to share it with you. I'm guys. so nervous to have that in my house. Till it's back in your truck and driving out of my driveway, I'm going to be so nervous. I think there's even an emergency broadcast thing that happens partway through it where you just kind of got to wait for the, the beep to stop and then just kind of cuts classic back in. emergencies. Yeah. I'm now starting to have flashbacks of other commercials and maybe the news at one point. Um, but I'm probably, we'll see if I'm just editing that out in my head. There's always a chance that I'm doing that. So you mentioned that Kermit has a son. Is this Miss Piggy's son as well? Ooh, not mentioned. Interesting. The mother's not mentioned. It's just assumed he has a kid. And he's a frog, right? He's not like it's a, a frog. Is he a, no, that'd be a bullfrog and Miss Piggy's a, a hybrid pig. pig frog i don't think they work like that usually they have like two boy kermits and two girl piggies is how they do it and well that's how genders work yeah just like how all dogs are boys and all cats are girls that's correct yeah Yeah, but they got to come up with some wacky shit have you seen gonzo what's he he's gonzo i think actually he's an alien i think that's what he's supposed to be remember when we saw muppets in space in the movies oh wow oh shit that should be on someone's list that's a good one definitely haven't seen it since then i've never seen it but i remember in the theaters with you the Mm -hmm. last time does it explain his addiction to chickens Oh, I don't remember. Or his obsession, I guess. His obsession with chickens. I remember they go to space. No. Yeah, it talks about where he's from and stuff, and he goes to space somehow. And that's the only thing I recall. Sounds like a rewatch of all the Muppet movies. He gets really (laughs) weird with chickens in this one. This is Hmm. a Muppet movie podcast now. Oh, my God. We've changed the name. It's called The Muppet Show Show. Mad, 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 mad Muppet out there. (laughs) Muppet Treasure Island. That's we've all seen that I one, know, I think. but it's like so fucking good. I don't care. I haven't seen it recently. He I, literally put it on the other day. I did. It's, That's awesome. I love well, that Well, now movie. it can't go on your list. It can't go on my list. It'll go on a different list. That's fine. our Muppet Movie Rewatch podcast. What else do you remember from the Muppets Christmas? What What's the actual name of it? A Muppet Family Christmas. A Muppet Family Christmas. What else do I remember about it? Everything. Everything. Through the whole I mean, plot. yeah, you've, no. see, you've, you've seen it. Some standout Probably, points. Um, standout points. A lot of good songs. A lot of good singing happening. Um, I am excited to rethink about the spatial awareness of the farmhouse because I just realized for the amount of puppets in that one living room at the end scene, I mean, it's got to be impossible. It was actually done in a living room. It had to have been a huge studio. So, like, how do they design it to be able to fit all the puppets in there but still make it feel like a cozy? So I'm real excited to explore the space of puppets. I've never watched Muppets movies or puppet movies and thought, how is that happening in that space? So I was thinking about it today because I have a very old house and I'm walking around and I'm like, I couldn't fit, like, 100 puppets in here. So, like, how did they – they had to have built a farmhouse set that was big enough to fit puppets. I don't know. I'm just very curious. Is the shrimp in it? No, I think this is pre-shrimp. That, that's a newer character, I feel like. I don't remember seeing the prawn. What about the old guys? The old grumpy oh, guys. Oh, the old favorite. guys are in it and the old guys are killing it. They're nice. my favorite. They're in the best part of the They're a standard movie. in any Muppet movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they're great. They're always great. The hecklers great. must be present. There's um, this weird, like, kind of groovy 1960s turkey. 
Um, and the chef is just constantly trying to get that motherfucker in the oven. Fuck yeah. It is a constant, <laughs> a constant battle. <laughs> I'm trying to get him in the oven. Is Rizzo in this? Oh, I don't want to spoil it. There's some good things that happen. If Rizzo's not in it, I riot. I'm fairly certain that he's in it. And I think he has a girlfriend. A rat girlfriend? Oh. No. <laughs> Yo, say no more. I, don't, <laughs> I think it's something else. A yeah. pig and a frog date. A rat. Let's speculate wildly. I don't want to. A fruit that the chef is cooking. He's oh, always got shit. those little Muppet fruits oh. and veggies. Oh, God. I hope it, maybe it's another rat. No, you said it wasn't. Is it a real animal? No. Oh. I don't think there are any crud. There might be some real huskies in it at one point. I can't remember if they're puppets or dogs. There's a lot of the dogs. I can't tell if they're dogs or puppets when I'm thinking back. So that's an interesting realization on my part. <laughs> I don't think this happens in real life, though, so don't be worried. I'm pretty sure when I'm out there in real life, I can tell the difference between puppets and dogs. I don't know, man. I hope so. I don't see Jim many Henson puppets. puppets are pretty good. I mean, Jim Henson's puppets are probably going to look more real than Rocky and Bullwinkle did. Oh, and the Avengers yeah, Rocky and absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, if they'd hired Henson Studios, then maybe I would have been convinced there was a squirrel and a moose on that mm. screen for sure. Um, I really like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch commercial. I'm really looking nice. forward to seeing that again outside of the Muppets. Uh, I remember it just making them look delicious. And it wasn't just the one chef. I feel like there were multiple, if I remember correctly. And there was something with these weird animals. Oh, there's these really cute Osh Gosh Bagosh commercials where kids just, uh, they're just <laughs> getting to this weird age where I'm finding kids cute at some point. And I, I am getting terrified because that just means genetics are probably kicking in or something. Surviving. Sorry, kids can be cute. You don't need to have them. We shouldn't so quickly get off topic about the cinnamon toast crunch though let's talk about the snack yeah tim what did you bring for snacks yeah so the snack that i made today is uh, cinnamon toast crunch bars yum inspired by this vhs tape so there's cinnamon toast crunch obviously marshmallows a little bit of uh vanilla extract it's essentially rice krispie treats but with cereal i'm really pumped it smells delicious this sounds amazing. I, think I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Me too. I wish I thought ahead of time. I, I just realized now it would have been nice to have it with like a scoop of vanilla ice cream or something. It would have been pretty dope. Oh, that would have been good. Mm. But that's okay. They're going to be delicious on their own anyway. Yeah, pretty stoked about them. Nice. Fuck yeah. Show starts in one minute. Well, let's get into the holiday spirit. All right. You guys ready to watch this movie? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go. happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. And while you relax and stretch, visit our concession where you'll find something to please you. There are ice cold drinks, delicious sandwiches, ice cream, coffee and snacks, and many other pleasing treats. Our foods are fresh and tasty, our drinks satisfying and refreshing. That was great. I loved that movie. Yeah. Was it, uh, is it everything you thought? It was so much more yeah. than really? I thought. That was a great time. However long it was, I just enjoyed myself from like the first moment to the very last. The snowstorm to open it up, perfect. Loved every second of it. Yeah, I like the old truck. 
I thought that was fun. The old red truck they were in. And all their suitcases piled on top of the car. And everyone in the back of the truck. My question was, where was the little frog when they were driving up? He I, was in the cab. Yeah, I think he was in was the cab. Was he? I didn't see him. He was tucked in, like, between Kermit and the door. Or Kermit was driving. Whoever wasn't driving. No, was Fonzie was driving. Fonzie. Fonz. The Fonz was driving. No. Fozzie Bear was driving. Yes. Kermit was sitting all the way the passenger. Now, I thought right there from the start, uh, when I was just looking at the truck and everything, I was really just thinking like how amazing they did as a puppet studio. Yeah. Just like there was this one back panel on the truck that they would jiggle every once in a while to like make it look like the truck was bouncing down the road, just how they kept it moving. Like I really wonder how they did that with a stage. Like it was done so well. And it's a long song intro and they just kept it going. Like it was it was awesome to watch. I yeah. love the um practical effects. Yeah, it was fantastic. I don't feel like I've ever like appreciated them as much when I was a kid, but like seeing them as like now and being able to really like look and just like, oh wow, this is uh, really well done. There's something to be said for looking at something and be like, oh, that's not CGI. Mm-hmm. as opposed to like you're like ah man that doesn't really look good when someone like jumps a long jump these days and you're like yeah it's kind of icky everything looked so maybe not real real but like convincingly real it was easy to get to submerge yourself into yeah. their reality and, and it felt comfortable being in their world absolutely that's like when you go to a play and the stage is so beautifully set that you can put yourself right where they put the setting like uh, a beautiful tower with a princess at the top like you can picture yourself there when they do a good set design and the puppet studios definitely do that and they work with their puppets well like um there's a movie that i love called the dark crystal and they have they have cutouts in the set itself so that people can walk with the puppets and make it look like they're going across the whole stage and that's so cool to see in those kinds of movies so since we're already talking about that idea of of set a question that i have had is that an actual farmhouse they filmed in or is it a set definitely a set yeah i feel like yeah. it's probably a set i feel like it would have to be yeah yeah it's well just... how they did that exterior scenes with the snowmen and the penguins and everything like oh that was definitely a stage yeah yeah well i wonder i realize now i wasn't paying as much attention um but if the backgrounds were like how they are in wizard of oz how you can tell they're painted I wonder if it was like that. I didn't really think to look. There were a lot of times where I was looking at like how the crown molding and stuff was done around the house, and I was like, yeah, that all seems pretty like era correct, and like the trim around the windows and stuff. So, I mean, potentially, like most likely, really good set design. Especially, I really started to lean that way during the scene when all all of the puppets are doing the Christmas carols, and like the final scene, the big like medley. There's a big couch, and there's like. 15 puppets on it and i was like there's no way that's a real couch you can't fit can you fit 15 and i was, I was just like doing the math around the room and just trying to picture like where all of these actors are and like the i'm sorry not act like the puppet master like where they're all hiding and like how they position all these human bodies under i was just like man like and then it looked like there was a real fire in the fireplace and i'm like it must be so hot in that tiny room for all of those like 50 people doing these puppets right now yeah, I never even thought about where the puppeteers would be. You're right, that is a tight space. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, think about how many puppeteers there had to be for this fucking movie. There were so many puppets and Muppets. Yeah, that was insane to yeah. see Sesame Street. Like, literally the whole cast yeah. of Sesame Street came I, on there. I forgot that happened, so I didn't even get to build that up for you 
like beforehand when I, that happened that was just a surprise i'm glad you didn't i was really glad you didn't i was really excited um i forget how much i loved sesame street as a kid and i was so excited when i saw bert and ernie mm. they were my absolute favorite that was the first time i'd ever really liked seeing big bird in my whole life you said it gave you the chills it did i was like oh shit there's big bird and i looked out and i had big bird goosebumps <laughs> How they slowly added in more and more characters as it went. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Um, I, I don't really have any other experience in life with Fraggle Rock. Me neither. Um, what were your thoughts on the Fraggle Rock scene? Fraggle Rock, from what I remember, which is not very much, because I maybe saw one or two episodes in my time. Um, like, they are a bunch of those creatures that we saw, but, like, there's way more of them. And they make music with, like, rocks. They live in a cave or something, like... Okay. Yeah, I don't know that much about them. I actually wrote down, in the basement, the cave to Fraggle Rock? Is that how they get to Fraggle Rock and other Fraggle Rock things? Like, I didn't understand. It's a Fraggle hole. There's just gateways to this other upside down? So, I gotta admit, I don't know much about Fraggle Rock either. But, like, I felt like that was the, I hope so. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, you just get to Fraggle Rock by a Fraggle portal in this old woman's basement. I honestly think this was made up for that movie to, like, make a reason why Fraggle Rock was included. But I thought I thought maybe it's, like, in other things because they were like, oh, you can find these somewhere sometimes. The way that They're the like nephew... Yeah, the way the yeah. nephew set it up was as though it was, like, and this is why this is happening right now. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that that would mean somewhere in the show they get in and out of various places through holes and basements I feel like it was a farmer or something that they lived on his property with a dog. Like, I feel like the dock guy had something to do. At the very end, he was hanging out with a puppet when they were singing the Christmas carols. The Up behind the backdrop is where all the fraggles they'd met were. But there was this guy that looked like a fraggle in like a safari costume who was oh. hanging out with the, the old guy and the dog. Doc. Doc. And and I was like, huh. What if that's why Doc is seeking a quiet Christmas? Because the Fraggle Rocks are always making a lot of noise because they're just making music all the time. That would be interesting because I swear I heard a line in there where the dog barked. Like we already mentioned, the, the, the Doc's puppet dog does not actually do anything with English. He just barks like a regular dog, but it's a puppet. But apparently Doc can understand the dog because he's talking to the dog. At one point, and he, I swear he mentioned something about Fraggles, but I, I just wasn't paying yeah, attention enough at the did. time. And because we're watching it on such a low-quality VHS tape, as I said, it's like 30-plus years old, uh, I really didn't want to stop and rewind. I wrote that down. I thought it was funny um, that he said to the dog, is he one of those Fraggle things? And the dog made like a motion like, eh, kind of. Because like, they are kind of the same, but they're different because yeah, they're so, Muppets, okay. you know? I thought that was really so funny. Must be. I did not catch that. <laughs> I thought it was really clever. It must be a full crossover. So uh, if we had the internet, um, this is where we would look up potentially the years that this was. But we had a giant snowstorm around this time up where we are. So their uh, power went out for a while and there's no internet. So um, we are just going to have to maybe address that in the future. If we all are truly curious, we'll inspect that <laughs> afterwards. And I'm sure maybe our listeners can look in it and uh, send us a an email or a, uh, message us on social media 
But for now, we're going to speculate wildly mm-hmm. on everything. And we're just going to assume it was an intentional crossover, either potentially to drop Fraggle Rock or Fraggle Rock maybe just started one or two seasons and they were trying to increase popularity. So they threw them into an annual type, you know, Christmas Muppets thing. As we said, there were so many different Christmas Muppets movies, including the, the Christmas Carol and, and other ones. And the Sesame Street one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really curious if this was just like an overall boost at that time or uh the marketing aspects behind it now kind of have me curious just like in 1987 when you didn't have the answer for things because there was no internet this will remain a mystery well they're all jim hensons oh yeah so they all kind of exist in the same universe i suppose they're probably just like oh this is a fun little jim henson's it's really like popular Hens- right like the now Hensonverse. yeah they can it has to be crossover because the fraggle world is somewhere different they cross over in other things too i think I have no idea. Well, All I know is the Muppets true. have traveled to Treasure Islands. They've done Manhattan. Mm-hmm. In space. They've been in space. The In Space movie is such a good movie. we got to put that on the list because me and Anna saw that together. In the theaters. With Pretty sure that's the last time I saw that movie was in the movie theater. Me too. <laughs> yep, yeah. me too. Is there a Broadway one? Or is that Muppets Take Manhattan? That's Muppets that, Take Manhattan. That is. And so the Muppets have all done all these things. Mm-hmm. The Sesame characters live primarily on Sesame Street, mm-hmm. which is somewhere in the Jim Henson world. And then there's also Fraggle portals, Fraggle holes. Mm-hmm. What an interesting world this man has made. Yeah. And, and while we're on the subject of like uh, marketing and, and like the commercials and everything, this being the old VHS tape, it had the old commercials from the, you know, 1988 era winter there in there what did you guys think of uh, of all those commercials man they were good but it did tell me that tv was so bad at the time um hmm. the modern day we three kings was weird the wise men come to manhattan in modern day was a strange thing um the strangest one for me was the one not quite human where the adult builds a boy b- builds a robotic boy I didn't mm-hmm. like the title of that one at all. It made me feel uncomfortable. Like, mm. not quite a human. What are you trying to say with that? <laughs> and Pinocchio, Emperor of the Night. That was also very strange. But I really kind of wanted to watch that one. It must have been a, like a TV-only yeah. um, Pinocchio release there. But yeah, that was really interesting. Pinocchio becomes a boy again. Um, so yeah, surprise. I can't. <laughs> I think my favorite commercial mm-hmm. was the one for the American Dairy Farms with the kid who drinks the milk and, like, grows <laughs> older and threatens those other kids that were coming to hang out with him. No, they were bullying him. Watch and, until I drink milk and then I can beat you up. I mean, I think he was speculating. They didn't actually say anything to him. They just came up to the side of him and he's like, you'll remember this. Glug, glug, glug. But they looked 80s mean. They well, were like, definitely 80s The way that they kids. shot it, they kept the kid in the light. They kept those two other boys in the shadows. But, like, they're pacing menacingly. They keep their heads down. At one point, the kid, like, takes his hand and, like, kind of makes a fist as though he's, like, going to crack his knuckles or something. Like, it was definitely... They were giving the idea that they... Not only that they were bullies, but when he becomes, like... When the kid is, like, his most grown self, he mentions, like, and I have a great memory, so, like, I'll remember who you are, and hopefully, like, we've squashed this or something. Like, like essentially insinuating, like, I will be much bigger and stronger than you when we're older, and I will remember this. And it was... Uh, the, so he became a bully. The best way to fight bullying is with more bullying. That's and drinking milk. And drinking yes. milk. I think it's bu- you fight bullies by drinking milk. Well, I want to say that um, 
he doesn't know those other kids don't drink milk. They just weren't drinking milk right then. Yeah, but the key is to never stop drinking milk. Like 24-7 milk consumption. Oh, gotcha. They also had their hoods up, and they were hoodlums, and hoodlums don't mm. drink milk, so... Mm. That's true. They only drink soda. That's right. I think that my favorite commercial was the My First Sony. Um, that was just a good commercial. It was just a very wholesome commercial. It really shows all that cool merchandise they have. The little jingle that they came up with, super catchy. Uh, it's definitely one that just gets stuck in your head, and it was just shot well. Um, I really enjoyed that one. I thought the products looked cool. I would buy that for a kid today. Yeah, they were. I think it's neat. Like, yeah, it looks very fun. Um, just, yeah, the design style is very cool. Yeah, and it's good to get kids into photography and videography and stuff young. Yeah, it was like music. It was like real things, but like turned toy-like. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I thought the Oshkosh Bagosh commercials are actually very wholesome. Like, Mm. they were trying to just get toddlers to say it. And like, it's kind of a weird word. So like, toddlers would be kind of... I don't know. I thought it was just so cute because it was obviously candidly shot. Yeah. Where they're just like, hey, you know, try to say it. And those kids were so cute. They were. And now they're 40. Yeah. <laughs> I like the M&M commercials. They were very wholesome, too. It was just a family passing around a massive bowl of M&Ms. Yeah. Sitting together, not yeah. watching TV, just, like, in their cabin thing, eating Wearing M&Ms. lots of sweaters. Wearing sweaters, wearing sleep dresses. It was weird not to see the M&M guys, mm. the, like, cartoon character guys. That was one of the first things that I said. I was like, where's the weird cartoon M&M's? Yeah. It was cool, too, that the M&M commercials, there was a different one each break. Like, a lot of times yeah. these days, you see, like, the same commercial played multiple times in a row. It's so obnoxious. But this one, we got to see, like, the family all sharing the M&M's. And then we saw the one where she was, like, giving M&M's to Santa as a bribe so that she could get a lot of toys or something. So those were two separate products. One was M&M's, and the second one technically was M&M's, but they didn't call it M&M's. They called it Holidays, and they were little red and green candy, like color candy-coated ones, and they had, instead of M&M's on them, they had little Christmas tree symbols and stocking symbols and wreaths, and it said Holidays by M&M's. This is the first time I've ever caught it. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh, holy cow, that's not like a special holiday edition of M&M's. That is M&M's holidays like a sub brand oh weird it, like like it's this yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i never i didn't notice that That's so that cool. was really uh that was fun to catch where i was like oh they just tagged it like a whole different product another commercial i found fascinating they had several wrigley's gum commercials five sticks for 25 cents a nothing is a quarter anymore but nothing is getting a commercial that is only 25 cents did they have wrigley's they had a double mint gum commercial with the twins and then they had an extra commercial that we came halfway in on after that. Com- that oh, I guess, I don't know. I just wrote down Wrigley. Can we go back to that double mint commercial? Those girl twins had a weird sexual chemistry happening. Did no one else feel that? Oh, no, it was weird. I did not. I didn't. I've been watching it since I was uh, uh, a young end, and it was always really excited because I am a twin. So when I saw these other twins, I was like, yeah, that's the gum that I should chew. I Mar- felt like they were going to kiss the whole time. Some twins have weird attractions to each other. There's like a whole thing on TikTok about it. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I haven't heard about this in my twin community. I know nothing about this. That's well, good. You That's can go good ahead and rot your brain on TikTok and see some weird shit. Going back to Fraggle Rock, I thought they'd be in the movie a lot more. No, yeah, it's very quick. And then, yeah, I was almost surprised too. It, it, they, they really go down there just for that one song and then it gets wrapped up. And, and they then join. the yeah. pebble aspect that that 
that whole lesson of giving is then given on when he gives it, the nephew gives it to Gonzo. So I guess it's really just in there for that lesson because it wasn't not definitely Gonzo. wasn't got, not Gonzo. No, right? Yeah, it was. No, it was Gonzo's Gonzo. is the one with the nose. Oh, I thought he gave I thought it. Thought it was Gonzo. No, oh, he gave it to uh, the Sesame Bay. Street. Grover. 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 Other oh, blue guy. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Just almost the same. It was very confusing. They're, They're very similar characters too. Yo, was Elmo not there? I swear I saw Elmo as one of the reindeer when they were like, "Oh, there's the twelve monsters are reindeer." I swear the one in there was Elmo, but I didn't point it out fast enough. I was like, "I'll wait till he's back in the scene," and then it just never really cut back. But I'm fairly certain I saw Elmo, but it was weird. Definitely a non-talking role and part of a group called the Monsters. Mm. So I'm wondering if this is like pre-Elmo really being his own character, and then they eventually saw that that was a quote-unquote cuter puppet, maybe, of the Monster Ones. Yeah, I think Mm. Elmo came around in the early 90s. Okay. I think he was more our generation. So for our listeners out there, I don't know exactly what version, but there are a couple different versions that you can find on YouTube. Um, One of them even being, I think it's the 88 or 89, it might even be the original 87, but it's the Muppets Family Christmas, the original one with commercials. So you can find one that has commercials. I'm not sure if it's the same one that I have, um, but there is some version of that out there. So I'm going to eventually check that out. But if you want to see what you've been missing... Uh, you can do that for free on YouTube, so that's pretty cool. If you do go to buy the movie, just be aware that the version that we watched, because it is from 88, it is the full original, and now if when you buy one, it can be cut down from the original like 55 minutes, whatever it was, down to, uh, I think, low 40. They've really cut a lot out of it, including the scene with Fozzie Bear and the Snowman, which I know Rebecca was really sad when I kind of mentioned that. Well... I was going to ask, um, because I thought you kind of explained it, but I missed it. Why did they cut that? For what I read online, it seems that kind of every year, as years went on, they were showing it again. They just were cutting out more and more scenes. I'm assuming it's because commercial time was lengthening, and they just needed to make space. So they were just figuring out where, like, what parts do we actually want? What are we going to keep? Let's mm. just get rid of some of the stuff. That's sad. I really like the snowman part. I don't remember what song they sang, but I really enjoyed that. Well, it was just they had that whole, it was kind of a song and it was a back and forth, like their joke thing. It's when Fozzie first makes him and he comes to life. They have that whole just back and forth and everyone's laughing and they keep telling jokes and everyone's laughing. It was the song Sleigh Ride. I really liked that song too. So I really enjoyed that scene and I'm really sad that they cut that. Yeah. So if you could find the full version out there, folks, we definitely encourage it because there are some good scenes that they they cut out for uh, commercials. (laughs) <laughs> One- I think the snowman made such a perfect addition to the Muppets for a Christmas movie because it's not like he's a regular character, but it was cool to see him have his own song or a couple songs he was in and he was hanging out with all the Muppets. That was very cool. Like he was made for that particular special. It also really helped to drive like how cold it is when he comes in from outside. He's like, man, it's freezing out there. It's like inside everything seems really nice and warm and safe. And they keep touching on how bad it is out there. And they do a good job of kind of hinting or showing like, oh, like it's really bad. Like when Miss Piggy gets blown away by the storm. And it's like, it's hard to see that when you're just hanging out inside the house. But before she gets blown away, there's everything is getting blown away. Like newspapers are flying by. And then eventually the, the phone booth that she had just been in blows away. And then finally she herself gets blown away. Um, yeah. With the whole storm and how many times they said it's cold outside... I could not believe they didn't sing Baby It's Cold Outside. I mm. thought that was going to be the build-up to Kermit and Miss Piggy's song. Mm. That would have been a good choice, honestly. They said it so many times. I was like, they they got to be singing this well, soon. Well, 
if we think about the era and the age of it and then really how old all of the other songs they used were i imagine it would have been more of a copyright thing and i don't think it would have really fit into the songs that they along with the other ones that they chose because they were all like more of those really classic old like the old christmas songs and i can't look up what year baby it's cold outside came out because to me that is an old one but i guess maybe it's not like a early 1900s I feel like they were all singing, like, copyright-free carols, like, things that are public domain, so... Probably. But there also weren't any love songs. It was all... Christmassy. mm, Seasonal, mood mood boost, like, tis the season type thing. I I think that that song, that would have definitely changed the vibe. But then at the same time, that would have forced an actual relationship to have been defined between Kermit and Miss Piggy because they never use the idea significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Doc, at one point, Kermit is stressing, looking out the window. The storm is going crazy. He's been stressing all night about her being out in the storm. And Doc is like, you're really worried about your friend. And he goes, yeah. And that's it. It's not <laughs> yeah. like, I, I really care about her. That's the love of my life. Nothing. Just like, yeah, I really care about my friend. But then the closing scene, he gets her a mink, a, a live, a live <laughs> real talking. mink. I love Enslaved, that. over her. Enslaves a living mink, I guess. I, I, the whole thing was weird. It's not, I got you a friend. It's I got you a fan. <laughs> and Miss Piggy's so... So no, it was it was perfect. Yeah, but it was just a, so they show a lot of affection in that moment, though, at the end. And it's just so odd to me that they they never established a relationship. But it's very obvious that there is one. I mean, they do that kind of in all of the Muppet movies. Is it always like, so open? Thinking back to Muppet Treasure Island, like That's Kermit funny. is in love with Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy gaslights the fuck out of him, has sex with this other pirate, presumably the bad guy they have a relationship there and like kermit's always committed and miss piggy's like oh i'm a pig or like whatever she does and i actually thought miss piggy was surprisingly nice in this one she was she did buy him flipper slippers yeah and that was really nice she's usually pretty terrible i actually wrote at the beginning thank god miss piggy is not going to be in this very much (laughs) (laughs) oh man i have a question Mm mm-hmm are all the animals in this world puppets? Because the guy's dog was a puppet. Oh, like in-universe? In-universe, are all the animals puppets? Because, like, Fozzie Bear is a bear. His mom is a bear. There's another bear that comes in from outside, chopping down the perfect tree, who is also a bear puppet. The penguins pop up. They're puppets. Every animal that comes is a puppet. We never see where's the regular dog. Also, the guy's dog and the Muppet dog don't speak the same language. One barks like a regular dog, and the Muppet dog goes, bark, 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 like a regular, you know, person pretending to be a dog. Well, right at the beginning, you said there was Fozzie and his mom, the bears, and then there was another bear. But the other bear was obviously not really, like, sentient in the idea of having a conversation. It definitely looked like it was more of a growl, growl bear. He is sentient bear, though. Not based on this film, but on other Muppet films, that bear talks and stuff. Yeah, he's like a, a he is a prevalent character. That big dopey looking one. Yeah, wow. he has a whole family. What he fucks? That's <laughs> wild good. that they would allow him genetic responsibility. It's not the most attractive looking puppet. This whole family is not attractive. It's just like a very, it just looked so background. I mean, not in like a bad way. I mean, but but not in like a lead character of a subplot way either. They're more like. They're meant to look more like 
bears than Fozzie Bear. Like, they're okay. clearly woodland dwelling animals. Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Well, yeah, when you look at Fozzie Bear, you honestly don't think, oh, that's a bear. I look at him and I'm like, that looks like a, a, a Muppet, which could be anything. Almost. There mm. was a weird line that um, Doc, the old man that was renting the place, said when his dog and Rolf, the Muppet dog, were like talking, they were barking at each other, and he was like, oh, to know the language or something like that. Like Because they're both not, they were having a yeah. conversation, you know, and he's And not, he was like outside of it. Yeah, because he's not a dog. Yeah, he like, exactly. Yep. I but, thought that was great. I love that line. But wait, at the same time, I swear there were times where Doc was talking directly to his dog. There were. So we are going to assume that his dog knows two different dialects, dog and then human People dog. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's kind of like, look at how you are with your dog. You know, you can kind of communicate with them in a way. I think it's just making that more hmm. realistic. Not realistic. That's not a good word for it. But, like, more tangible. Humanizing it even yeah, like more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some other delicious dialogue from this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is when Bert and Ernie are talking to Doc and they're like, oh, t- toy starts with T and canary starts with C and stuff. And and then the line is, where we come from, this is small talk. And so like that that line fucking killed me. I that, love- that was so funny. That one was really good. Because wasn't someone else counting or something later? Yeah, the yeah. count was because he was like, oh, you're really worried about your friend. One. One worried frog. And then the nephew comes over and he's I'm worried about her too. Two. Two worried frogs. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. I love the count. He's uh, so good. And like actually earlier before that, you can hear him in the background and he's going, one. One snowflake. Ah, ah, ah. Two. <laughs> two snowflake. Ah, ah, ah. And it's just like he keeps going. For a lot longer than, like, obviously the sound allows him to, which I, I thought that was very funny. The Count was always my favorite character in Sesame Street, too. I thought he was the best. He had a great serial, too. That was a different Dracula. That's, it's a different Count, I think. It's Count yeah. Chocula. Yeah. Wait, they're not the same? I don't think so. Two no. different vampires. If you were able to Google it, they'd look very different. It's like Count really? Chocula and then Booberries and Frankenberries. Oh, shit. And yeah, that's, a, that's the cereal universe. That's a whole different... Yeah, yeah. Um, Count, Count Chocula looks like a human. Wow. Yeah. Um, speaking right. of delicious dialogue, uh, somebody shouted at the end um, about Miss Piggy, she doesn't look that bad for a pig. <laughs> and I thought that was so mean and hilarious there were a lot of things um right in the beginning animal picks up the phone and uh you just hear piggy starting to talk and he just goes oh pig and just drops the phone and walks away there's another point they're watching the uh the home videos when the muppets are babies and the one guy is talking about miss piggy and says something about uh Calls her Ham Hocks. Miss Ham Hocks when she was just a little sausage roll. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cute. Actually, I put that down as didn't age well. For didn't age well, I put the Bill Cosby commercial. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know if that was a fair one because it was like a commercial. So I was kind of just. Yeah. So that's unique to this yeah. particular taping, probably. Um, yeah. But definitely goes into the whole, there was a lot of weird TV at this mm-hmm. time. Like, holy cow. Yeah. That show didn't look good. It was called Leonard at Six, if anyone's interested. No, no, no. It was part Leonard six. Part Six. Oh. It was a movie, I believe, apparently, and Part Six of that, which was the craziest thing because it didn't look funny. 
No, not even a little. As and not even just because of Bill Cosby, but just in general. America's mentioned. favorite comedian. That's what they called him. For a long time. Back then. Yeah, I guess. Um, another thing I had that didn't age well overall, and th- this is harsh. The Swedish chef. The way they have him talk. And the fact that they name him after a nationality. And they make him sound, well, the way he does. Yeah. Just, it seems... For 2023, I people will probably be offended by that. But I think the Swedish chef, I agree with you, but I think at this point the Swedish chef is such a classic character that he's kind of untouchable in that way. I mean, he's not insulting. Everyone understands him as though he's speaking very clearly. It's really just us that have this language barrier as the viewer. So is like, it us that has the problem? It's not like he's an idiot or, you know, he's a great chef. And then this uh, this showed that this movie showed he has a, a large amount of empathy. Mm. Mm-hmm. When he saw Big Bird, that part was hands down one of the funniest parts of the movie for me. Actually, they were all funny parts of the movie. I did want to punch the turkey though, for whatever reason. He was not my favorite character. I also wrote I hate the turkey too, but his voice did sound familiar. That I wrote down who voices him. Mm. And I'm really disappointed. I can't Google that right at this moment. I feel like there was another puppet where I was like, I really wish I could figure out whose voice this was because it sounds familiar. Um, one another funny part: uh, barometers are falling sharply when they mm. and the, when they just like fell all over the news anchor. I don't know. I laughed unreasonably for at that part too. One of my favorite delicious dialogue uh, was uh, right from the beginning: "Be careful of the icy patch." Mm. But not even so much like the dialogue. It just kept happening over and over again, being phrased differently as all these new characters arriving just kept slipping at the threshold on this icy patch over and over again. Yeah, I love a good running joke like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Modern Family has one where Phil, the dad, um, always has this step that he never fixes on the main stairwell (laughs) and he always falls down the stairs. Hilarious. Yep, those are good bits. They're great. I liked a line um, when they first got there, and the old man Doc was like, "They look like they're from space." And Fuzzy, fo- Fuzz, what's his name? Fuzzy, Fuzzy. His mother's like, "No, they're from television." Yeah, yeah, that was a good line. That was funny, but Gonzo really is from space. But I guess they don't know that yet. True, they wouldn't know that until yeah, the nineties. Not until that movie. Mm. Did he come in as a full-grown creature? Because they showed him in the home videos as a baby. I don't remember the movie that well. So I got very confused because I was like, wait, is he a baby or did he come from space? Or is he a space baby? I think he came from space as a baby or like as an egg or something. I mean, I don't remember the movie at all. We'll have to watch that one. But I had a question about the two-headed monster. Mm -hmm. Is he an Etten from D&D? You know, there's giants that have two heads that, like, talk to each other and, like, share a body. I assumed it was supposed to be Siamese twins because of how um, the 80s numb like. they would even be to the idea hmm. that that's probably not the best thing to do. But also, who knew that 20 years later or whatever, there'd be a, a show with Siamese twins? 20 years later? 30? I don't know time. We talked about this. 20, We're 40, yeah. basically 40 years later. No, no, no. This came out when Tim was born. I'm not basically 40. Oh, I guess it's, I guess that's the early 80s. I'm thinking, sorry, Tim. He's 35. I'm thinking of the early 80s. But I'm, whatever, doesn't matter. Anywho, speaking of things we didn't understand, the Winnebago joke that they kept making, did anybody get that? No. 
I'm not sure if they were referencing something in particular at all. Maybe it's just because it's so big. I I didn't get it. I don't know. And now I didn't write the actual joke down, so I don't remember what it was. It's cold enough to freeze your Winnebago. I don't know. They did say it twice. Maybe because it vaguely sounds like freeze your buns off. I think it was the dog. The dog. I think it was Doc that said it first. And then the snowman said it a second time as though he had discovered a funny line. Mm. He actually said it right in Doc's face. And Doc went, ha. I don't know. As though enjoying it again a second time. Huh. I did not but get I, that I, joke I, d- I don't get it either. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was missing something. I was really wrapping my head around it, too, because I was like, I remember hearing this. I, I don't understand what it's about. Maybe Winnebago's used to be very warm, notably warm. I have a hard time believing that. Yeah. Going back to the turkey, um, there was an interesting scene where Gonzo was going to fight the turkey over his chicken girlfriend. Yeah. Like, what was that about? Gonzo's dating a chicken. And the turkey was going to sweep her away. Fornicate with her. He was, They were going to set up a spot in the barn. Will turkeys and chickens mate in real life? I wouldn't think so, right? Well, no, but aliens and chickens don't typically. Well, either. okay. I was just wondering if, like, because the turkey was like, you're not even a bird. And I'm like, yeah, but birds don't just randomly mate with other birds it's usually the same bird i'm going to assume that writer didn't get invited to the next muppets movie i hope not it was kind of weird that was a weird scene it was odd that it caused a fist fight it was odd that he was that passionate about it. it was just the whole situation was weird and the turkey was very desensitive to it oddly desensitive well he didn't hang out with her at any other point in the movie at the very end the three of them are sitting next to each other it's the turkey the chicken and gonzo and they're they're just chill yeah that's weird i'm assuming they got back from the barn all three (laughs) that's the only thing i can think of Uh, how else would they settle their differences we should end that conversation (laughs) (laughs) rizzo the rat was in it for also like one second and then he wasn't in it again i was kind of surprised because i thought rizzo and gonzo kind of were like a team like yeah um, I agree. I thought he would be in it more. But Rizzo's whole family was there. That's true. Mm-hmm. And he was staying with Oscar, which I, Oscar the Grouch, to be specific. I loved the Sesame Street crossover, and then I loved seeing the Muppets and the Sesame Street guys become friends. I really loved that. When Rizzo was like, can I move in here? And Oscar was like, I've never had a rat in my can before. That sounds great. That mm. was so cute. I really liked that, too. That was awesome. The two grossest characters from each direction yeah. are hanging out. <laughs> yeah, it was really adorable. Yeah, just the entire subplot of the chef hunting for a turkey was great. But, like, yeah, right right before we spotted Big Bird, I definitely got a large amount of joy as I just remembered what was about to happen. And I was like, oh, this is about to be such a great scene. I cannot wait for this to happen. I love how the chef did not want the rats and the chickens in the kitchen with him. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, the chickens must have been sentient enough where, like, he was never considered eating any of the chickens. But they were like, you want him to go up into your room? And he was like, and they all ran away from the kitchen up to his room all together. He, like, all- he left with him. He, like, brought yeah. him. Like, yeah, let's go up to my room, rats and chickens. Um, I like the uh, news segment that taped over it for a minute. That was real depressing. Right in the middle. 1990, yeah. Um, Justin and I would have been like two or three. And uh, yeah, apparently we hit the remote or something. And yeah, it just started, or someone did, and it started uh, recording that. It was a really depressing <laughs> news segment, too. 
yeah. forget what it was, but it was like all these people just died. Yeah, and then there was another one about laundering, like or maybe that was the same one. Someone mm. someone ripped off like two hundred thousand dollars and Yeah, that's what it was. It was uh, a laundering thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Weird. And then there was the the thirty second loud beep noise, um, letting us know that uh South Korea had voted or something. Mm. Uh no, somebody Elections? was being indicted for messing with the south korea elections oh i misread that someone was found guilty okay okay well even when the movie ended and like there was like you said tim no breathing room and they went right into some like hey should we like kill babies and take their cells like immediately it's like (laughs) i mean the the credits credits are just started right they were still rolling. Yeah, I could have used a little bit more, like, trailing off of Muppets singing. And you could tell from the speed, they, like, sped it up, too. They're like, all right, we're done, get it out, move on to the next thing. This is TV in the 80s, time to move on. I think it would be hard to change out any of the characters, with the exception of Doc being the only person. Like, you can't change out one Muppet for, you know, another, really. Yeah, but, I crossed out my uh, section for this could have been a different actor. Oh, I don't know. I think Doc could have been played pretty well by Jim Gaffigan. Um, oh. He was the world. only other one that I thought of that I was like, if it was today, like, he's kind of funny, quite plain. Got similar delivery as the old guy. I would have liked that guy, Laurie, that dude from House. Oh. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Hmm. I think that he would have done an interesting job. Yeah, he mm. could have been good. With he's that. like curmudgeonly, but but funny. I was gonna say Bill Murray. Oh, oh, Bill Murray's perfect in everything. So, I was gonna say Doctor Cox from Scrubs. Mm. Mm. He's not mm-hmm. in enough things. He'd be pretty cool in that role. He is very crotchety, and he's famous enough, but not terribly famous. Which one is Doctor Cox? Is that the really old one or the tall one? The tall, tall one. one. Okay, the tall mean one. Yeah, I've only seen him in like one movie. Yeah, he's not in a lot, I don't that think. That one with Ice T, when they hunt Ice T, as he's a homeless man. Have you not seen this movie? I have I, no idea what you're talking about. Hey, add it to the list. All right. What's the name of it? I don't remember. But it's in my DVD collection. Dope. It's something man, last man, I don't know, something. It's great. So I boiled the plot down into something that I thought was like very concise and pretty much wrapped it up because this was mostly a musical. I mean, for the most part, they were just using excuses to break out in a song. But I gathered an old renter goes to have a quiet Christmas. The Muppets show up and he ends up being Santa Claus in the end. He had a fast turnaround, too. He was like, I don't want these people here. Oh, they're not so bad. And then he was like, we're friends now. I care. I'll risk my life to go save Miss Piggy, who I've never met. And I was like, that was quite a turnaround. Yeah, but to be fair, you rent this house, all the Muppets show up, right? And you know there's no shutting them up. How long can you stay angry with a bunch of... Sing- they bust out into a fucking rock song Well, almost immediately. How long could you stay upset? Like, I think the turnaround point was when um, Fozzie's mom comes up to him and says... We got to talk. And he goes, let me guess. I can't have my cot in the attic. Like, irritated. And she's like, yeah, you can't. We got to figure something out. Maybe they can. someone could build, like, bunk beds in the one room or whatever. And then she walks away. And he calls his dog and says, grab a hammer. So, like, that was the turnaround point. But, like, literally front 
to end of the statement was like uh, two totally different sentiments it was like oh i'm losing where i have to stay this is ridiculous to i'll help build bunk beds so people have a place to stay and then from then on out i feel it's like when he was the go like the full turnaround well when she said bunk beds wasn't that when bert and ernie came up and they were like bunk bed starts with b and maybe that loosened him up a little because hmm. if you think about it all the sesame street characters are kind of just like little kids so they're you know a little heartwarming in that way and endearing maybe maybe i don't know that's what i kind of thought i thought it was jarring i thought like i just didn't see the point where he was like yeah i'm i understand now that why these puppets are so awesome like it just seemed like he was annoyed and then he was like you know what they're great i love these guys yeah and i thought that would be more of a plot point would be trying to get him to turn around and not be so grumpy but i guess he was didn't take a lot of convincing and then he was so excited to come back with Miss Piggy in his uniform. She had this uniform waiting for me. It's like, of course you did, you pig. <laughs> I thought it was interesting he didn't have to wear glasses after he put on that uniform. Suddenly those very thick glasses just disappeared. Well, as someone that wears glasses and contacts, um, just changing your outfit will completely fix your vision. Okay. It's that, a proven fact. I yeah. didn't know it. I, I have mm-hmm. pretty all right eyes. I thought... Um, I was trying to like write down like a basic plot thing, but I kind of just kept getting hung up on more like subplot things. So the one was like the chef's hunt for the turkey, and the other one that really just kept sticking out was just Miss Piggy's just obliviousness to even caring about being at the farm on Christmas Eve. She just kept putting it off for all these ridiculous things, and every time Kermit was like, "Come on, it's Christmas Eve," she was just like, "Ah, like it's fine, I'll be there," and just putting it off, putting it off. Like, and he's just, the point of just being sad to them being super stressed because like she's out in the snowstorm. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting that there's just this very uh, she just did not care. I did notice at one point where she had like called him and was like, "I just had to do some last minute shopping." It seemed like she was like at a hotel checking in. I was like, "Oh, well, she's not going. She's." she's gonna stay there it looked like she was at a hotel ready to like have a night somewhere and then she called from the toll booth and was like okay i'm all done now i'm like where were you before (laughs) it didn't look like a store what about the uh the film session when she's doing the photo shoot in like the very beginning the photographer's voice has always stood out for whatever reason but like it really stood out different this time it's just very um involved it seemed very sensual at one point with like how they were counting and stuff. It was just very, it really stuck out this time around. I do like that. She said, I forgot I had this very important photo shoot that I just booked. Yeah. Going along with not giving a shit about anything anybody else wants to do. Mm-hmm. And she definitely wouldn't have ridden in that truck. No, no, no. So just again, really amazing how Kermit just nailed it with the, uh, the mink. Mm. Just more about her. It was perfect. He knows what Piggy's about. That probably gives him a lot more space, too. Also, why does Kermit wear that collar? I'm pretty sure that's, like, part of his frogness. But the little frog doesn't have it. He's a little frog. He didn't grow it yet, I guess. But he's got that dope hoodie. Mm, he does have a dope hoodie and different eyes. Also, it's his nephew. Yeah. You, you were pretty convinced it was his son. I thought it was his son, And yeah. they were going to have a really intense bonding, father-son bonding moment. And that did not happen. They did a lot of touchy and... They did. Sad stuff. Yeah, they're very, they were very close. But I think your kid brain, like, made it more of a thing than it was, you know? Like, maybe it's, it stood out more to me. Yeah, yeah, you thought it was more of a bonding thing. And then over the years, your brain probably made it more of a thing. Yeah, when he said uncle, that really threw me off. And then I was like, wait, is it a brother? Is it a sister? Who's this other frog? We don't know. I don't know about this other frog. Who is the other frog? Is it even a frog? 
I, mean, I don't know how the world, I don't know how it works. He's dating a pig. I was glad they mm. said uncle, though, because before they said that, I was like, so does Kermit have a baby with a previous lady Kermit? Mm. Or is Miss Piggy's son just straight frog? Well, now, is there like a Dilbert the frog or like his brother or... I, I've never heard of him having a brother, but I... Or just, I just, I'm just curious where the nephew came out of. Mm. I don't Frogs know. do have, like, multiple tadpoles and, like, probably lots of siblings and whatnot. So within the Muppet universe, there's probably a whole bunch of Kermit family members. Yeah. I mean, the penguins popped up out of nowhere. I loved that. I loved when they came in. When the music was like, pop, 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 and they just popped up. It was adorable. I loved the Christmas carols. I... I'm a sucker for a Christmas movie that's mostly about the carols. Love it. Love sing-alongs. I mean, that's definitely what a lot of this was, was definitely a good old-fashioned sing-along. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always down with one of those. It felt like a perfect Christmas special. Like, definitely made for TV, but, like, very entertaining, and they had the crossovers and everything. Like, such a television event. Yeah. It seemed way better than the Julie Andrews one that was coming on after that. Julie Andrews, Christmas in the Alps. Yeah, I don't need any more Sound of Music in my life ever again. It looked kind of like a musical Anthony Bourdain type thing, though, because she was like, it was a, she was like at shops and stuff wherever mm. she was. It seemed ahead of its time. I was kind of curious. And then John Denver was going to show up. Powerhouse. That's a that's a powerhouse right there. It's a power duo right there. <laughs> so for me, writing this movie is, is definitely going to be very different compared to like anyone else. I feel because of just like the full nostalgic purposes. I don't know. Like I don't know if the ratings are going to be that different for this one. So this was just full nostalgia for me. It was everything I wanted. Of course, uh, it reminded me of my youth and just like watching it over and over again. And um, I, yeah, I just I enjoyed it every time. Uh, I I really enjoyed the music from Fraggle Rock uh, that they were singing down there more than uh, I think I ever have. It was really fun realizing like oh, this is like a lot of Caribbean influence and just appreciating the music uh, in a different aspect was was really fun. So yeah, it was just a a, a full full go ahead for me so uh my rating is uh is the blushy happy face holding their hands up emoji uh with a warm slice of fresh apple pie love it great rating thank you okay for me this was an excellent holiday special featuring classic characters from several shows it was it did a crossover flawlessly and excellently in ways that i never would have thought of um full of nostalgia had absolutely great songs Good little plot. I gave it five out of five glazed donuts. Mm. I loved this movie. I don't know why this isn't a traditional classic Christmas movie that every family talks about and watches every year. Um, I don't know why this has been buried in history, but I really loved it. I enjoyed the Sesame Street crossover. It was just a great mashup, and I really loved seeing Jim Henson right at the end. That was a really, really nice little touch. I give this film... Five out of five red and green sock puppets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this film was really enjoyable. Um, I loved the snowman. I think he was my favorite part, honestly, because like I said before, like it seemed like he was made for the special, and I think that was really cool. He had a nice back and forth with Fuzzy, Fozzy. I'm not going to get his <laughs> name right. And Kermit the Frog, honestly, is one of my favorite characters as well. And it was interesting to see him in his little outfit at the end. He had a nice little plaid vest over a white shirt. He looked so freaking adorable. So for me, this movie is 8 out of 10 monster reindeers. 
Oh, monster reindeers. Cute. Almost perfect scores. Add this to your holiday rotation. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's a it's a must watch uh, for anyone, especially if you have kids. It's a great movie for kids. Um, I think they just really nailed it on the full aspect of just like a, a great Christmas message overall that still extends to today. It you know it doesn't corner in anything specific. It's just the overall holiday spirit. It's good to be giving. It's good to care about those that you're with, and and really look forward to those times that you can have those moments. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Rebecca, what will you be doing for uh, your episode? Next time, I have Mr. Willoughby's Christmas. Christmas movie doubleheader. I'm excited. Thank you for listening to Paramnesia Theater. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and follow us on Instagram at paramnesia underscore theater. If you have any feedback you'd like to provide, send us an email at paramnesiatheater at gmail.com. And remember, support your local drive-in. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.